But Christ the second Adam came to bear our sin and woe and shame, to be our life, our light, our way, our only hope, our only stay. Grace and peace, love and mercy from God our Father, through Jesus Christ, our risen Savior and Lord. Amen. Text for our meditation this morning, the gospel reading we heard just a moment ago, Matthew 4, 1 to 11, the battle between Satan and Jesus in the wilderness. They're brothers and sisters in Christ. So, how do you identify? That question's around a lot, isn't it? What or where is your identity? You know, in one respect, this is nothing new. We've been having identity questions from day one. We're very familiar with identity kind of questions as well. We have an identity with regard to our place of origin, the language that we speak. If you want to know more details about your identity, you go to Ancestry.com or 23andMe. What's your identity? Most of us have an identity with regard to when we were born. Some of us are baby boomers, others Generation X. I can't keep up with all the different classifications. What's your identity? Many of us identify with the sports teams that we follow. Did you watch on TV yesterday? Was it North Carolina or Duke? For more people here in Nebraska, it's uh, the Huskers or the Creighton Blue Jays. You can be one or the other, but you're despised by both if you're a Jasker. What's your identity? How do you identify? Here recently, people are more prone to identify with regard to the politics they have or a political party that they follow. A lot of questions with regarding uh, sexual and gender identity. These questions have always been around and they'll always continue to be around. But when we turn to God's word for today in Matthew chapter 4, the temptation of Jesus in the wilderness, it is good for us to realize that this text and this temptation is all about identity. It's about the identity of Christ, and it's about the identity of a follower of Christ. Did you hear what Satan said to Jesus? Three times, three different ways. If you are the Son of God, questioning, his identity. And in so doing, in questioning the identity of Jesus, he is questioning the identity of every follower 
of Jesus. If Jesus is not the Son of God, then you are not a child of God. See how the two are connected? You see how Satan, the liar, the accuser, the deceiver, tricks and manipulates and attacks. Jesus is not a son of God. Adam was a son of God. Jesus is the son of God. It took more than a mere mortal. A son of God to do battle with Satan. Adam went head to head and he failed miserably. My friends, we needed something more. We needed, as our hymn said, a new Adam, a second Adam. Where Adam failed, Jesus, the new Adam, succeeded. From that day in the Garden of Eden, God declared war on Satan. Throughout the pages of the Old Testament, for roughly 4,000 years, we see this war playing out and building and building and building to the battle that we have before us today. Satan accuses, tries to deceive and trick the Lord Jesus Christ in the same way that he deceived first Eve and then Adam and through them all mankind. The temptations that Satan flung at Jesus were all about his identity. He questioned his identity as the Messiah, the Christ, the Son of God. And then in questioning his identity, he attacked his humanity. Jesus, true God and true man, all at the same time. King of kings and Lord of lords, who leaves his throne, taking on flesh and blood, taking up residence inside the womb of the Virgin Mary. Doing all this as a part of God's master plan to save sinners from their sin. Jesus, when the time is right, is baptized by John in the Jordan River. The voice of the Father, this is my beloved Son whom I love. Listen to him. The Holy Spirit descends on him in the form of a dove. God is ready to go to work for our salvation. And what is the very first thing that happens? The Spirit flings him out into the wilderness to do battle. To do battle against Satan. To do battle for you. For me. For the life of the world. If you are the Son of God, turn these stones into bread.
if you are the Son of God. Throw yourself down from the temple. Angels will catch you, right? If you are the Son of God, you'll certainly want me to give you everything. Bow down and worship me. My friends, Satan attacks Jesus, and he literally says, Jesus, if you are the Son of God, prove it. Prove it. Prove it right here, right now. Prove it to me. Jesus does not have to prove himself to anyone, especially the father of lies. And my friends, neither do we. How often? Don't we get sucked into the lie and sucked into the trap of caring more about what those who are outside the church think of us than what God does? What do we care what godless unbelievers think of us or the church or Christ and his gift of salvation? We listen to God. We get our identity from Him. We are children of God. We trust in Him. God defines who we are. God defines what we are. There are lots of ways to talk about identity, but we find our true identity in Christ and only in Christ. So, what is our identity? You heard the three temptations. Do we value our, our, our bodily needs? above the Word of God? Do we value making a buck? Or getting in one, one extra leisure activity rather than being in God's house and hearing God's Word? Do we value our beauty sleep more than we value the Word of God? How easy it is to fall for that temptation where stones into bread is really satisfying my bodily wants, my bodily needs, my bodily desires, and putting them above the Word of God. How do we identify? What is our identify? Do we, do we put God to the test? How often we do. You know, God, if you really loved me, 
Gas prices would go down. You know, God, if you are really love, the butcher shop a mile away, also called Planned Parenthood, would be closed down or struck by lightning. If you are the Son of God, how come there's not peace in the world? Prove it. Prove it to me. Prove it to the world. We put God to the test all the time. We presume that we have the right and the authority to set ourselves up as judge and jury over the one true God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the creator of the universe. Yes, we know more. So God, fix this mess I'm in and prove to me who you really are. What is our identity? Do we covet the glory that the world promises more than the glory revealed to us in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ? Do we seek the approval of the world? Do we seek acceptance rather than making the good and bold confession of who we are and what we believe? My friends, these temptations are not only temptations from, of Jesus in the wilderness. They come at us every day. Satan, the accuser. Satan, the deceiver. Satan, the liar. Wants your soul. And he is relentless. How did Jesus respond? Pretty simply. It is written. The Word of God, Jesus, defeated Satan with the Word of God, the Bible. Isn't that amazing? It is written. One little word we'll sing in a minute can fail him. Do we know the Word of God? Do we believe the Word of God? Do we believe that the Word of God is powerful enough to defend us against the attacks of Satan? Jesus didn't say it was written, you know, long ago. It is written. Meaning the Word of God is living and active. It is living and active in the past. It is living and active now. It is living and active in the future until that day when Jesus comes back again and it's in His power and might and glory. God's Word doesn't change. In spite of what our world wants to sell us. You know the lies of this world. Well, there are many gods. There are many paths to enlightenment or salvation. It is written. God 
is God alone. Jesus says, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. My friends, there are many at the very highest levels of business and government that have the most obscene and gross disdain for human life. We have people, especially some in Hollywood, who get great joy out of celebrating the fact that they murdered their own child. This has become mainstream in many ways. The world wants us to, to celebrate this modern day Holocaust. And what does God say? Children are a gift, a heritage from the Lord. I knew you when I formed you in your mother's womb. And he also says, thou shalt not murder. My friends, the world says it doesn't really matter how you were made or created. You can choose to identify any way you want. It doesn't matter that God's word says one man and one woman. You can identify for any perversion of that that you want and the world rejoices and the world celebrates. My friends, God's word is clear. Marriage is a gift from him. One man, one woman for life. God's word is clear. Thou shalt not commit adultery. We should honor him and keep the marriage bed pure. My friends, this is our identity. This is what God's word says. This is who we are, children of God who cling to his word and hunger for his word and sincerely desire to follow his word. So how you doing with that? How you doing with those temptations when they come? Mighty and bold quoting scripture here and there. Standing up, never a weak knee. If you're like me, here's the seeming contradiction. This is who I am in Christ Jesus. This is who I desire to be in Christ Jesus. And yet, the good that I want to do, I don't do it. The evil that I know I shouldn't do, I keep running after it. Temptations come, and I fall. I fall for the lies. You do too.
I too often covet the acceptance of others rather than fear loving and trusting in the Lord. I too often put the, the wants of my body above the Word of God. I too often put God and His Word to the test. My friends, what do people like us do who don't rely on Christ and His Word when temptations come? My friends, we come to God's house. We confess our sin. We receive the forgiveness that only Christ could earn. He did battle in the wilderness, but that was not the only battle he did. That was the first round. He did battle there, proving his righteousness, proving his fulfillment of God's law for us. But the battle took him all the way to Calvary's cross where he bled and died and three days later rose again for all of our sin, for all of our shortcomings, for all of the times when we have failed, for all of the times we have sought the approval of man, godless man, rather than the one true God. The blood of Jesus Christ covers over you. His righteousness is yours. His victory over death and the grave is yours. His victory over the temptations of Satan is yours. It was wrapped around you, the robe of righteousness in the waters of holy baptism. Galatians 3, you are all sons and daughters in Christ Jesus, robed with His righteousness in the waters of holy baptism. My friends, this is who you are. This is your identity. And now, now when the temptations come, now when the attacks of the deceiver come, we fight. We fight with all our might. Oh, not with, not with guns or clubs. We fight with the Word of God. We fight with all of our strength. We fight not like a basketball team that's 50 points down in the third quarter, just going through the motions. No, we know the victory is ours. And so we fight and we fight and we fight and we fight because we do not fight alone. For for us, fights the valiant one whom God Himself elected, Christ Jesus, Lord of Sabaoth. Jesus, victor over sin, death, and the grave. Victor over Satan for you. Today, we celebrate that victory and we relish the fight. Bring it on. Thanks be to God. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which far surpasses all understanding, keep our hearts and minds and battles in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.